0: Hello and welcome to another week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your one and only source for musings on vampires and the townies who get murdered by them. Uh, My name is Claire and I'm joined here by my co-host Beth.
1: And holy shit, you guys, this episode was ballin' outrageous crazy. I just couldn't wait to like jump on the mic and start recapping and complaining and freaking out about this episode.
0: Yes, quick anecdote, when we were watching the episode a little bit ago, we got through about two minutes and Beth was like, stop, we need to pause so I can get my shit together.
1: Yeah, I needed like a minute to breathe and catch up because shit escalated so quickly because we're on episode six now, Mm -hmm. so I think that there was a lot that went on in the first five episodes, but this one, shit just got so real.
0: It did indeed. Uh, So you probably remember last week, Elena finally figured out that she's been dating a vampire, which is a kind of upsetting revelation for a young woman.
1: That old classic coming of age story when you realize that you're dating a vampire. Yeah. We've all been there. So um, we got a little
0: bit of a refresh of Elena coming to her conclusion and running over to the Salvatore. I've been calling it the Salvatore Manor, but I realized this episode they've been referring to it as the Salvatore Boarding House.
1: Wait, were they though? Yeah,
0: it looks way too fancy to be a boarding house. It does. But I guess we gotta go with what they call their own home.
1: But I thought that when um, Stefan took Elena to the woods, like that ruin was the boarding house. No, that was like
0: the old Salvatore homestead.
1: Because remember, oh, okay. last week
0: Grandpa Alzheimer's <laughs> said that those murders in 1953 took place 1953.
1: at the boarding house. 1953. Okay, now it's coming together for me. I got gotcha. you.
0: So yes, clearly the most important part of this scene is what we refer to the Salvatore house as.
1: Yep, episode over. Thanks for tuning in. Shortest one at three minutes? Mm, not even. Two and a half.
0: So yeah, Elena gets there. She says, what are you? Which is not really the most polite greeting I've ever heard in my life.
1: But I know, and she wasn't like, so what are you? She's like, what are you? In my notes, I spelled it W U T are you. That's how she said it. Yeah.
0: And then he just stares at her dopely for a while, like clenching
1: his jaw and then just says, you already know. Right? Like, like, I don't know. (laughs) Now is not the time for your witty remarks, Stefan. Like, (laughs) shut the fuck up and tell me what you are. So he drags it out a little bit before finally
0: saying I'm a vampire.
1: Yeah. And he's like, everything you know and believe is about to change. Are you ready? Are you ready? Ah, Stefan. Like, what a fool. I know. She wouldn't have, like, run over to your house and been like, What are you? if she wasn't ready. And also, like, her not being
0: ready is not going to make you any less of a vampire who has a murderous vampire brother who
1: probably wants to kill her. Right? Like, and she might have already known, but, like, Asking somebody, like, are you ready? Is it going to make them be like, actually, no, not really ready. I don't care what you are. Like, see you tomorrow at history class. Yeah. Although, do they still have history class? There's no teacher. Well, they didn't go to school this episode, so. <laughs> That's true. And they because, not. Well, as
0: we know, Mr. Tanner was the only employee, so the school's just shut down now. <laughs> That's true. There's no cause for school anymore. So, yeah, Elena's like, well, fuck, you're a vampire. I need to GTFO of here Mm -hmm. so she tries to run away but Stefan vampire zooms directly into her path I'm like girl you're not gonna
1: convince her that you're not dangerous by doing shit like that right I know and it was crazy because right after he like zooms in front of her when she's trying to leave he's like I would never hurt you or something like like that's totally opposite of his behavior uh But then she escapes from his creepy
0: Zooming and goes home. Mm -hmm. She strolls into her bedroom, checks on Jeremy really quick, who's just, like, sitting in a bucket (laughs) chair with his arm behind his head, like, flexing his bicep and listening to emo music.
1: Yeah, and, like, mouth-breathing a little bit. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So then she just, like, starts bouncing off the walls in her room, basically, like, what the fuck, is my life. Her, like, giant window is wide open, so, of course, within 20 seconds... Stefan zooms into her bedroom, which again, don't zoom into a girl's bedroom under any circumstances when she's not expecting
1: you, especially not when
0: she's just found out that you're a murderous creature.
1: Yeah, like that's not making her feel better, Stefan. You're just intruding on her personal space and just zooming in and you're like, please don't tell anyone. Yeah.
0: So he just wants her to promise that she won't tell his dirty secret. And she's just like, get the fuck out.
1: I know. And then he says, I never wanted this. <laughs> and it's like, okay, Stefan, are you talking that you never wanted to be a vampire or you never wanted Elena to be like affected by your vampireness? Like you were the one who was creeping on her. Like she th- saw you and thought that you had a hot back and that's that. But you're the one that made the decision to creep in on her life and put all of her friends and family in danger. So you did want this.
0: And it comes back to that intro we're forced to watch every episode, like (laughs) recapping last week that always starts with, for hundreds of years I've lived in secret, but I have to know her. (laughs) Like, bitch, no you don't. Just let it go. If you want to, like, protect her, maybe you should have just
1: gone to France or something. I know, just travel the world. You don't need to, like find one person and totally ruin their life. That's not cool. Even no. for a vampire.
0: <laughs> so well, I guess the one thing that we establish in this scene that is helpful is uh Elena's scared because she thinks that Stefan is the one who's been murdering people. It is the animal that's been attacking. But he says, oh, no, that was Damon. But he says it in this dismissive way. Like, that's, everything's fine. Like, the dude you've been making out with isn't a murderer.
1: It's just his brother. Right? I know. He says it, like, as in it will, like, dismiss all of her fears and make her really comfortable. Oh, no, that was Damon. I okay. only eat animal blood. Yeah. I only drink puppies. Quit bragging, Stefan. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Damon...
0: We remember last week he Attacked Vicky again when she was At like the drug orgy in the woods with Her slacker friends so he Has now murdered all of her friends And is burning their corpses
1: And he goes and He's pouring vodka or whatever all over them in, what like... a waste. Right? It was a waste. Like, he could probably do some other vampire shit without having to waste very good booze. You've been a vampire since 1864. You can't, like, rub two sticks together with vampire speed and make a fire... Right? I know. He can, like, hop up on the rafters real quick, but he can't light a fire with his eyes. Bullshit. Yeah. But he's pouring the vodka on these people because he's getting ready to burn them to, quote-unquote, cover his tracks, and he starts pouring booze on Vicky, and, of course, girl starts coughing like nothing can take Vicky down. She's survived so many vampire attacks, so many days with just giant gauze covering her neck, um... So Vicky's not going down without a fight.
0: It's that hardy Donovan stock. hmm You can't take him down. <laughs> so Damon is now like, huh, I have a decision to make. This bitch just doesn't want to die. So he takes her home mm-hmm. because he doesn't have his ring that keeps him from being killed by sunlight anymore. And he's been calling Stefan. He pulls a flip phone out of the pocket <laughs> oh, of one yeah. of the corpses. <laughs> And he just apparently knows Stefan's number by heart, which is kind of sweet.
1: It is. Yeah. So In the early 2000s, did people remember each other's phone numbers? That was a long time ago. It was. (laughs) I like just memorized my fiance's phone number and we've been dating for six years. and It's been the same the whole time. So it was sweet that uh, Damon knew Stefan's number. So he called Stefan to be like, I need my damn ring. Give it back and or then he's I'll like elena <laughs> yeah and stefan's all like well i gave it to zach for safekeeping so too bad you killed him it's like that's a pretty good burn coming from stefan somebody who's so sensitive
0: but it was also just an obvious lie yeah he so had the ring stefan folds like immediately when the elena threat happens and is like okay i need a little time to find it again but yeah i'll give it back
1: and I think Damon was like, what did you FedEx it to Rome? It was like such a random like question. Uh, that would have been a good idea. It would have because of their Italian heritage and mm. the mozzarella. <laughs> yes, the homemade mozzarella.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Damon can't go outside in the day for now because he doesn't have his ring. So he takes Vicky back to the Salvatore boarding house. She's lying passed out on the couch with a gaping neck wound, and he's like, Try not to bleed on my couch, i just had it steam clean. He really has his priorities straight. I
1: know. He's just, like, attacked this girl, and he's has for no concern for it. Yeah, right? And Vicky's just kind of, like, out of it, and she's moaning and groaning, and obviously very uncomfortable. So Damon goes over to her, and he's just like, ugh. Like, you're being boring, what should I do, blah blah blah, and he's just swigging whiskey. And all of a sudden, he pulls out his wrist and kind of makes a little bite mark on his wrist, and then puts his own bloody wrist in Vicky's mouth, and he's all like, drink! And Vicky slowly starts drinking the blood from Damon's wrist. So at this point, personally, I'm just like losing my shit because I'm like, oh my god, how do vampires form? This seems like it's probably the first step, but I don't really know. Um, So Vicky's kind of drinking the blood and it makes her start to feel good. Yeah. And she acquiesces to the blood pretty quickly. Like
0: at first she's like, what? What?" Mm -hmm. But then she just is going to town on Damon's wrist and it's like not, not sexual.
1: Yeah, it was like unsettling but they seemed like they were enjoying it. Uh, I don't know it was I had so many emotions going through my head I was like Vicky no just because you're a waitress at the mystic grill doesn't mean this is your life. (laughs) So I
0: realize now that we have completely skipped over the most important and exciting thing that happened in the beginning of the episode which is we get our first 1864
1: flashback gosh, I can't believe we haven't talked about this. The 1864 flashback is why I needed to pause the episode because I didn't know that we were going to jump back. And the fact that this show jumps back just kind of brings it to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. So the
0: first one happens when Stefan opens the door trying to stake Damon and Elena is coming to ask what he is. And... When he opens the door, it's smash cut to 1864, Stefan standing outside the door of a house when, who else, but Catherine 1864 rolls up in this baller carriage, wearing a bomb-ass hat in this, like, giant ball gown,
1: mm-hmm. and she's
0: like, oh, hello, I'm Catherine, nice to meet
1: you. And the costumes are just amazing.
0: Oh, yeah. Just really incredible. Especially for wearing, the men. Yeah,
1: Stefan's wearing like a puffy-sleeved, like white linen shirt, and he—I I don't know. And I his thought hair. The, his. Oh ha- man! <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wish I could do the flashback justice, but I really like, have to see it to believe. It. You do. Maybe so, I'll put up a screenshot on our Instagram. Yeah. Good call. For all of our fans, we are on Instagram, and I will let you know the handle name as soon as I remember it.
0: It's kind of long. It is. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Anyway, so the flashbacks are kind of peppered throughout the episode because what happens is that Elena decides that she's going to meet with Stefan and the like outdoor dining section of the Mystic Grill during the day so that he can explain his shit. So he goes all the way back to 1864 to tell her the Catherine origin story.
1: Which we've been waiting for for a long time. So this was the other thing that really had me like, oh my gosh, it's happening.
0: But uh, to tell the story, he ha- decides he has to take her back to the site of the original Salvatore house, which is now gone except for like one gate post.
1: Yes. And we see when they're at the gate post and, and he's kind of telling Elena about the past and um, about how Catherine... Loved both Damon and Stefan, and we have our second flashback there, so the crumbly post from present day kind of turns into a shiny post from the Garden of the Salvatore Manor. Television magic. Yes, it was beautiful. Um, and we see uh, Stefan and Damon playing football, and... Damon is wearing, like, a bowler hat. <laughs> yeah and they're both wearing suspenders oh my god it's amazing it's so good and they're like passing the football back and forth and catherine 1864 runs up and is like thanks fellas or something awkward and steals the football and runs away oh no her exact entrances
0: there well stefan has never heard of football before damon has learned it from his army training Like, a dude from Harvard is in his squadron or whatever you call your thing. yes. And Stefan's like, what are the rules? And Catherine 1864 strolls out and is like, no rules! Oh, yeah! How could I forget? So she asks if she can play, and Stefan's like, oh, but you're a lady. You can't do a sport. You might die. So she just steals the football and runs off. And she's wearing an amazing hat way better than Damon's it's got like feathers and flowers and probably like little pieces of fruit in it
1: it's great it was so good and this is when Damon's like hey Stefan are you gonna chase her and Stefan the gentleman that he is is kind of like hesitant about it and he was and Damon says a girl like that just wants to be chased and then he takes off running after her gross gross so even in his origin damon was creepy as fuck
0: yeah so yeah these these flashbacks cover a lot of ground we fast forward now to damon home on leave and this is where we learn that damon is a confederate soldier (laughs) it's the damn civil war and he's fighting on the wrong side i mean they're in virginia so kind of makes sense but
1: But the way that they're no. It does it it like makes sense that Damon's a Confederate soldier, I guess. But the way that they introduced him in the scene was just hilarious because like it flashes forward and all of a sudden it just cuts to him in his Confederate uniform. In his silly little cap. And his cap is like jauntily placed on his head and he has like his hand on his hip and he's just grinning. It's like (laughs) what? He's just fighting for states' rights, okay? That's what they all say. That's what all of the Confederate soldier vampires say, Claire. I know. Resist. Yeah. Ugh. So now we
0: can see that both the brothers are enamored of Catherine and she is like loving it. She is living for the, you know, love triangle. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh,
1: I need a date to the Founders Ball. I wonder however I shall choose. I know. And I think. Then we cut back to present day, 145 years later, and Stefan's like, Catherine 1864, she chose me. Yeah,
0: they went to that party together. The, the very, very first Founders Ball. Yeah, the Ball. first Founders Party. We might remember seeing the guest registry uh, at the Founders Party a couple episodes ago. Uh, but apparently, after later that night, Catherine then went and did the deed with Damon elsewhere, because she was a two-time and harlot. Uh, She really was. So at this point uh, in the flashback, we get a really steamy scene with Catherine in 1864, basically riding (laughs) Stefan.
1: Yeah, she's going to town. In
0: her, like, pantaloons or bloomers (laughs) or whatever. And Stefan's like, I'm going to love you forever. You're so keen. Whatever terminology was in vogue in 1864, and she's like, "Hmm, interesting." And then suddenly, you know, things are hot and heavy, and
1: something happens to her face. She gets a face boner. Mm-hmm. The face boner of yore that we talked about last episode. That the six to midnight got. in a hot second. Oh God, it was. <laughs> it was. Shocking. So I, I guess I didn't really see it coming because what happens is Catherine eighteen sixty four just bites Stefan right in the neck. The mm-hmm. seventeen year old he yeah. just wasn't expecting it. Nope. And again, like similar to
0: what happened with Caroline back when uh, Damon bit and fucked her, like somehow Stefan fell asleep without you know any incident and wakes up in a pool of his own blood. In the same room, Catherine's getting her corset tied up by her African-American maid.
1: Yeah, and it was just, like, super weird because she says something to him, like, don't get up or, like, don't worry or something. And he's like, what What the hell? He's bleeding all over the sheets. Yeah. Because he's been attacked by Catherine 1864. But she
0: uses vampire mind control to be like, hey, honey, we're going to keep on going... On as we have been, and I have big plans for Yumi and Damon.
1: Which was so weird. So she's doing her, like that mind control thing. What do they call it? Mind compulsion, I think yes, is the term compulsion. that the vampires use. Um, so she's making her pupils big and small and looking at Stefan. And this moment kind of made me sad because you see that Stefan falls under her spell, if you will, and he's just kind of like yeah, like, we'll go on how we've been so far. Mm -hmm. So he kind of forgets that he was bitten and attacked and resumes his infatuation with Catherine 1864. That GDB. Yeah. And in the present day, you know, Stefan's
0: telling Elena about all of this and he says that she was doing the same thing to Damon, but keeping them both in, in the dark about the fact that she was fucking them both, but that she really just wanted the three of them to be together. And you had a skeeved out reaction to this, Beth. But I want to remind you: in the very first episode, I asked you what you wanted out of this show, and one of the things you said was vampire polyamory. It, that's so there true. it is.
1: I guess my, I guess dreams can come true. Be careful what you wish for. I know. I wished for it, and then it happened, and I was like super skeeved out because you're a regular Bonnie Bennett. <sighs> I, I am. I'm Bonnie. <laughs> Speaking of Bonnie, she was sorely missed in this episode because she was mm-hmm. not in it. Yeah, there was no Bonnie, Caroline, or Tyler. We are oh, missing no. a huge chunk of the main cast, I guess, because we had to have all this time to go back to 1864. When presumably these people weren't alive. But again, we're only in the sixth episode, so yeah. I feel like they could all be vampires and we just <laughs> wouldn't even know. Yeah, there's no way to tell. But yeah, the fact that Catherine said that she wanted her and stefan and damon to be together like the three of them forever it just was super creepy to me Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah i don't know what she was
0: thinking but it, it doesn't sound like if stefan and damon weren't brothers i would be like yeah i get it girl but i don't know well at the same time i'm like she just gets two dudes to herself and they have to deal that doesn't sound too terrible.
1: No, it doesn't. But Ladies the fact getting that it she... done for themselves. Yeah, and sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, for sure. But the fact that they were related and she was keeping it from one another... Yeah. Ugh. Oh, girl, you letting us down. So that's all we really get in the
0: flashbacks. Um, basically, Stefan establishes all of that so Elena can understand why it caused so many problems with him, him and his brother. And speaking of his brother, while all this has been going on, he and a newly healed Vicky Donovan are having a party at the boarding house. Uh, she wants more of his blood because it's like a drug, apparently.
1: And we all know that Vicky loves taking various substances and getting high. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in the middle of the day. Mm. Much to Jeremy's dismay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeremy the stoner. The juvenile delinquent, okay. the self-professed juvenile delinquent. Yes. Um, yeah. So, you know, Vicky's kind of feeding on Damon a little bit, um, and they decide to kind of have this crazy dance party. Mm-hmm. They're, like, talking to each, ho- each other, and then Damon's kind of like shut up and stop talking and then they just have a massive dance party and i think it might have been my favorite scene in the show when damon's doing like a funky dance and all of a sudden he just like flashes and zooms up to the rafters and resumes his dance it's just and he like clearly
0: cannot dance so he's just he okay i'm gonna paint a word picture for you here so pasty ian halder in some black pants and a black unbuttoned shirt revealing his pasty chest is like sort of gyrating and like trying to do pelvic thrusts really awkwardly And
1: we're supposed to think it's really sexy. Yeah. It was so weird because I just kind of felt uncomfortable and like it was a really (laughs) funny scene.
0: Yeah. I definitely laughed out loud. It went on for a long time. It
1: did. That was like a
0: full minute of them dancing. I mean, again, I've said this before, but the show is really committed to male shirtlessness and I appreciate it greatly. And I mean... Digs aside, Ian Somerhalder is a very attractive man, so, you know, I'm not complaining, but he looked like an idiot.
1: (laughs) He really did, and Vicky is, like, dancing around in her underwear the whole time, and girl looks good, for sure, but you're just kind of like, Vicky, come on, where are your pants? Why have you ended up here? (sighs) But she's like... High
0: off her ass, zooming around, dancing, and ranting about Tyler
1: and Jeremy. Mm-hmm. That, that Tyler um, never really cared about her and just thought of her as a piece of ass, and that she thought that he would eventually start having feelings for her if she stuck around for long enough, but that Jeremy, like, really cared about her, and, and, and he loved her.
0: Yes. So they're basically just having a big blood party uh When she takes another, quote-unquote, hit off his blood, he wants a quid pro quo, and she just sticks her arm out immediately, really cheerfully, like, oh, yeah, here, have some more of my blood. You've already basically drained me three times. No big deal. I know. (laughs) She has no
1: self-preservation instincts at all. (laughs) She just, like, cheerfully offered her arm, like, without even a second thought. So I guess that she's under... um... Damon's mind control I guess I don't know she just seemed like a little too willing it was a bummer yeah and then they kind of come down from
0: their high and they're slow dancing and Vicky is sobbing about how her mom is usually off partying with some guy and her dad's dead and her brother's gonna get a football scholarship and be fine but she has no future And it's just really a bummer. I'm just like, girl.
1: I know. It was so sad. And then Damon was like, wow, like, your life is super pathetic. And she's kind of crying and says, yeah. And and he's like, you don't have a single ounce of self-esteem, do you? And she says no while she's, like, sobbing and looking up at him. And then... Damon takes her in his arms and literally just snaps her neck Mm -hmm. and she falls to the ground. What? Quick and brutal. Very. Oh my gosh. I'm like still coming to terms with like how quickly it happened because Mm -hmm. then he's like, and now you're dead.
0: Yeah. (sighs) He said it would make everything better for her. And we see that she's not actually dead. She starts stirring a minute later because she has had some of Damon's blood, so we get a little more information on how the process works here. He's like, "Okay, so here's the story. You're dead now, but you're not a vampire yet. Uh, you're gonna have to need. You're gonna have to drink some human blood to finish the transition." And I think her exact response was, "You're wasted."
1: <laughs> yeah, she's not having. Uh any of damon's bullshit even though he's right yeah so I she know. just pieces out yeah she like runs away and he says or and then damon says something like yeah go see your boyfriend jeremy tell elena and Steph and i say hey mm-hmm. yeah, oh, he's God. basically just setting a loose cannon out there he is and we forgot to mention also i just need to go back and bring it up that during the dancing scene um Damon just picks up like a glass and shatters it on the floor <laughs> as like part of his dance move. It was just so bizarre. What is the point? And I don't know. I don't
0: know if this has been established yet, but it's definitely a big part of Damon's character that he's house proud and like he doesn't want her to bleed on the couch, but he's just this like causing
1: random destruction. Right? Yeah, he's just breaking shit without yeah. any regard for probably how old all of the bullshit in that house is. Yeah. And he must be, I don't know, he's been chugging liquor for most
0: of this dance party, but... There's sunlight pouring into the house from every window. And they all have heavy red curtains, but he has not drawn any of them.
1: So he keeps on having to, like, tiptoe around sunbeams. And it's like, just close the goddamn curtains, you idiot. I know, but the best thing is that, like, half the time he's tiptoeing around the sunbeams and then half the time he's just dancing through it. It's like, come on, Vampire Diaries showrunner. Have some consistency here. It was a little lazy.
0: He should have been on fire.
1: Yeah, or at least we should have heard, like, some light sizzling in the background, Mm. so at least we know that, like, the sun was hitting him a little bit. Yeah. Or maybe he was so drunk that he couldn't tell. Maybe. That's a possibility, because he drank, like, a handle of whiskey Yeah, just in the few hours that he was hanging out with Vicky.
0: Very irresponsible stuff. Safety first.
1: So I guess what's
0: happening, like, throughout all of this in the background is that Sheriff Forbes and her merry band of founders are trying to find the vampire. So Logan fell, that little shit, stole Jeremy's pocket watch last week. And so they take that apart and put the compass that was also in the history exhibit inside of it. And this is like a vampire tracking compass.
1: I'm like, what? I don't... And they had to take the compass part out of a safe that was buried beneath the floorboards of Mayor Lockwood's home. Like it looks so low budget too. I mean, I guess things weren't that fancy in 1864, but like they just popped out the watch part and clicked in the compass part. And they are just kind of like, all right, now we can get them.
0: And like, how is this supposed to work? I don't under- like, Watch plus compass equals vampire tracker. I'm going to need some more
1: information. I know they took a leap there and they just expected us to roll with it because something secret came out of the floorboards. Yeah.
0: So, you know, in her capacity as sheriff, um, Mrs. Forbes, I almost forgot her name because her daughter wasn't in this episode at all. Uh, she's investigating the murder spree that Damon went on at the graveyard And there's one point where somebody's asking, oh, did they identify the bodies? And she's like, oh, yeah, it was just a bunch of townies, notorious druggies. And then they just move on. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares about them?
1: I know. And Logan's like, yeah, like, how should I spin this? And she's like, drug deal gone wrong. Not far from
0: the truth anyway. Oh, gosh. I'm like, man, Sheriff Forbes, like, I'm seeing where your daughter gets some of her tendencies from <laughs> so true yeah so they they think that they know what the fuck they're doing they decide that logan is gonna take the vampire detecting watch compass and scour the town they give him a gun loaded with wooden bullets which apparently can slow a vampire down
1: yeah it stops the vampire long enough so that logan can stake them
0: dweeby little logan but yeah, they give him this gun and Sheriff Forbes is like, are you sure you can handle this? And he's like, I'm a macho man. Of course I can handle this.
1: I know. Logan had like no qualms about like trying to take down a vampire. I think that Sheriff Forbes might have been like, have you ever taken down a vampire yeah, before? She asked him but- if he's ever staked a vampire before.
0: And, like, <laughs> yes. It's been established that there haven't been any vampires here in over a hundred years. Neither of you has staked a vampire. Like, put it back in your pants like you're both
1: macho. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so weird. Like, she asks him, like, as if she asked him, like, have you ever had a grilled cheese sandwich? Have you ever staked a vampire before? No? Okay. Go ahead. He probably should have just gone home and had a grilled cheese sandwich. He should have. Actually, he doesn't deserve a grilled cheese That's sandwich. True. He is a shithead. Logan, you're the
0: worst. Yeah, so now Vicky is out in the wild. She heads over to uh, Elena and Jeremy's house. Oh, you know who else isn't in this episode? Aunt Jenna. Yeah, Aunt Jenna, where are you? And a lot of shit goes down at the Gilbert house, so it's probably good, but she really seems to be
1: absent quite a lot of the time. I know, and what's she doing? Because the guy that she's trying to get with is, like, at work, The kids are just running amok, not at school. I guess it's the weekend, and like she's a college student, like she's a grad
0: student, so I guess she's probably at school. But anyway, Aunt Jenna, not the best guardian. Not to side with Mr. Tanner, but
1: I know Claire, you're sounding a lot like Mr. Tanner right (gasps) now. I will watch your job.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Vicky shows up. She has these sunglasses on. Jeremy opens the door,
1: and she just says, like. I feel like my eyes are bleeding. What's going on? Like instead of hello. Yeah. She just barges in and starts rambling about how much pain she's in. And Jeremy is concerned and he's like, you're hot. Like, are the you hot? It's the, the middle fuck? of the day. And she's like, it's like you shut
0: st- up. I'm hungry. Can we just remember for a second that he was stoned at
1: 7am in the first. <laughs> I know stoned, <laughs> on like, the first day of school. Take it easy. I know. Yeah, like, where does Jeremy get off being, like, so self-righteous now about drug use during the middle of the day? He's a piece of shit. He is. So judgy. Yeah.
0: So she just basically opens her fridge and eats the entire contents. And yeah. Jeremy is like, I'm out of my depth here. Like, I smoke weed and apparently, you know, take my sister's Vicodin occasionally, but whatever this is, I need, you know, to call in reinforcements. <laughs> So he he calls Matt uh, to come and take care of his sister.
1: Yeah, and Matt comes in. And again, I feel so horrible and stupid for <laughs> having Matt be my first who you want to punch. But it just goes to show that, you know, things can change at the flip of a hat, especially on a show as fast paced as the Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. But Matt shows up and he's just kind of like, oh, shit, because he sees that Vicky's wearing her sunglasses and she's surrounded by like, Chinese food takeout containers and like old pizza and he goes up to her and he's like Vic are you okay like what's going on where are you on blah 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 and she's just like my gums they're burning stop the noise because she hears the TV on in the background Mm -hmm. so Matt and Jeremy and Vicky walk into the TV room and who do we see but Logan on the screen talking about the death of uh, Vicky's townie friends at the graveyard. Yeah, and she's like,
0: what the fuck? I don't remember that. Jeremy and Matt try to get some more information like uh, what happened after I left. That's from Jeremy, who you might remember was there and harshly judged her friends before running away.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: So really, Jeremy should have been part of that bloodbath. If only we were so lucky. (laughs) I know. Yeah. So she's just like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Leave me alone. Stop talking.
1: And then luckily, Stefan and Elena happened to mosey in after their blast from the past walk um, Mm -hmm. earlier in the day and stefan like he walks in and he seems to sense immediately that something's awry so he takes one look at vicky and looks into her eyes and he does his um mind control thing for a minute and he's kind of like vicky you're gonna be okay it's fine like let's go lay down and Mm -hmm. he tells matt and jeremy to bring vicky upstairs and, and shut all the blinds so that she could get some rest And they
0: all immediately just acquiesce. They don't question, like, hey, do you know what's wrong with her? You just waltzed in here Doctor Stefan reporting for duty.
1: Maybe because he looks thirty, they all just listen to him. (laughs) Like Jeremy compared to Stefan, like they're supposed to be like about the same age, right? Like two years younger or something. And they're I guess just because Stefan looks old, they'll listen to whatever he has to say. I guess so. So, yeah,
0: all the dudes head upstairs with Vicky, and Elena's like, okay, so what's actually happening? And Stefan says, she's transitioning, and he doesn't mean into a man, Uh, he means into a vampire. So
1: Elena's like, what the shit? What's gonna happen? I know, and Elena's like, oh, hell no, she's not happy about this. No. (sighs) And I'm not happy about it either. It's very intense. And
0: Stefan has to drop the bomb that she either has to feed on human blood to become a vampire
1: or she's just going to drop dead. Right? I know. There's no good option. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's just kind of like, this is how it is. Sorry, my brother just killed your brother's girlfriend. Yep. And
0: upstairs, Vicky is weeping and hugging Jeremy, and suddenly she starts making to bite his neck, but then she seems to realize what she's doing and freaks out and runs out of the house.
1: Yeah, so she runs out the front door really fast, and she... Kind of must do a vampire Zoom because mm. by the time everybody else gets out the front door, so Matt and Jeremy and Elena and Stefan, um, she's gone. So Matt's like, hey, BRB, I'm going to go look for my drug-addled sister. Um, call me if you hear anything. Mm-hmm. And then Stefan's like, oh, well, I could track her. It's, quit bragging, it's like, Stefan. Do you a parade? I know. Go and fucking track her. She's fast. I know. He, like, waits around and then, like, proclaims it without making any moves. And everybody's like, okay, like, go ahead. Do it. Yeah. So,
0: basically, Stefan happens upon Vicky in the woods. In Although, the- oh, actually, thing. no. What happens oh. first is that... Elena and Jeremy are at the house and really worried, and they hear a knock on the door, and they think it's Vicky, so Elena wants to open it, but it's actually Damon, so she tries to slam the door in his face, but he's a vampire, so she cannot. (laughs) (laughs) She tells Jeremy to go upstairs, and he strangely doesn't fight her on it, and... Damon's like, oh, I guess you finally learned our secret. Ha ha ha. I'm not gonna kill you today. I just need to know where Stefan is. Because he's still looking for his ring. Yeah, he needs point. his Gaudias ring back. And it's nighttime, so he was able to come over. But yeah, and she gives him a little bit of shit for the Vicky thing and is like just stay the fuck away.
1: Yeah, and um, when Elena starts giving Damon shit about vampiring Vicky... <sighs> Damon's like she'll thank me for that because her life was so shitty and then Elena drops a bomb on Damon she's oh, yeah. like oh like you thanked Catherine
0: burn oh! sick burn
1: sorry Damon you deserved it. <laughs> yeah
0: that was a pretty good line Elena's usually not that good with like the jabs yeah
1: it's true that was impressive so Damon's like well now you know the whole family story don't you But he leads her to believe that there is still something missing that she doesn't know. That's true. I did
0: get that vibe as well. Yeah. So yeah, then Stefan finally finds Vicky. She's in the graveyard at the same place where all her friends just died. And she's just weeping. And this scene is just really heartbreaking. Like, no jokes. It made me emotional.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Because Vicky's so sad and she's, like, looking at Stefan. And Stefan's trying to tell her, like... I can help you, like, it's going to be okay. And Vicky's like, I didn't want this. I didn't ask for this. And it was emotional because you feel that way about Stefan too, right? Like Mm -hmm. he didn't want it. He didn't ask for it, but they're both in kind of that same situation. So he pretty much tells Vicky that, you know, either you're going to have to feed or what he calls it like, or you'll fade fade away. You'll fade fast. She's Like, like, so I'll die. (laughs) <laughs> like, give it to me straight. This is a serious
0: situation.
1: Right? Now Now's not the time for, like, veiled language, Stefan. We're, yeah. like, working with a limited amount of time and a girl who has, like, no blood in her body.
0: Yeah. And it's also really sad because as she, like, moves further in her transition, she starts remembering all the stuff she was compelled to forget. Mm. So she remembers being attacked all those times. She remembers that fun party they had on the rooftop where Damon was threatening her. And she remembers what happened to her friends, and she's just like, what do I do? I don't want this. And it's really sad. I feel really bad for Vicky. Like, her life is fucked up.
1: It is. And
0: some of it is just like, she did herself no favors, but this is really extra.
1: I know. She didn't deserve to be attacked by a vampire three times, and then ultimately, like, becoming a vampire facing the choice of becoming a vampire herself yeah so Stefan or eventually she's
0: just like I want to go home will you take me home so Stefan like reaches out to pull her up but then a bullet hits him from behind it's Logan Fell and his amazing wooden bullets and he crouches over Stefan's body and he has a stake and he's like pushing the bullet in further because he's a sadistic little piece of shit Vicky's just like, what is happening here? And we think maybe it's going to be curtains for Stefan. But then something
1: unexpected happens. So then Damon shows up because he's still looking for his ring. And he um, he bites Logan. Thank God. Like (laughs) that was the best thing that happened in this whole episode. And he bites Logan. Logan falls over because he's bleeding. And then Damon takes the bullet out of his brother. Mm -hmm. so yeah that was kind of like you don't want to be like happy that Damon's there but he did save (laughs) Stefan so it kind of shows that like even though these guys are like mortal enemies they still protect each other you know he he, like he like kind of told Stefan like oh I could kill you now or something I think he said something along those lines but um basically he just wanted his ring so he's like stefan give me my Gaudías ring back so i could go out in the daylight again and stefan just happens to have it in his pocket so he gives it back to damon yeah and we learned in the flashback that back in 1864
0: stefan and damon were best friends so you know there's this history where they used to be really close but then catherine 1864 apparently tore them apart although we didn't get all the information on that situation so you start to see that maybe there's like a lingering bond between them despite all of the throwing each other out windows and stabbing each other. <laughs> and threatening to murder each other on the regular. And their girl- girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, so they're having this chat uh, after Damon zooms in about how it was a wooden bullet that Stefan was shot with, which means that the Mystic Falls people know that
1: They're vampires. Yeah, because you wouldn't just shoot somebody with a wooden bullet unless you knew that they were a vampire. True. Well, probably not. Yeah, I mean, it takes all kinds. It does. And Logan's not that smart. So, like, (laughs) you never know what he could do. But this just goes to show that Logan was not the correct choice to give the vampire compass and set him out into the woods to be a vampire hunter. Like, the sheriff should have done that. I think she would have done a better job. She at least has, like, weapons training. Right? Ah, oh, I
0: know. But anyway, they're so distracted by their conversation that they forget that Vicky is there. And suddenly we hear like some slurping noises because Vicki is just going to down, going to town on uh, Logan's neck. So oh, she's now yeah.
1: completing her transition. She's just like, sorry, and zooms away. I know. And she was just like covered in blood. I feel like that was the most like graphic representation we've seen of a feeding. Like we see people feed and have like a little bit of blood on their face. But this was just like all over her mouth. Yeah. Vicky was covered. I mean, I guess she doesn't really have her form down because it's like a new new thing. But yeah, it was really sad. She just kind of looks up in like shock and just zooms away. So now there's
0: a baby vampire on the loose. We don't know what she's going to be getting up to, but Steven has to go back and explain himself to Elena. So he walks back in his bloody shirt, <laughs> like bullet hole in it. And yeah, and Elena's
1: like, oh no, you're bleeding. You know he's a vampire now? Like, what are like you Like, one expecting? of the ways he
0: found that he was a vampire was because he can't get hurt. So calm down. <laughs> But he has to tell her that he wasn't able to stop Vicky from transitioning, that she's now on the loose. And Elena's like, all right, well, we need to get real right now. I told you I'd give you a day to convince me that you're okay. And I believe you don't want to eat me. And I won't tell anybody you're a vampire because apparently I don't care about the safety of my town.
1: But <laughs> we are done so. Yeah. Ugh. And, and Stefan's like, we could come up with a story and like, it'll be fine. But Elena's like, no, you could come up with a lie. And we know from last episode that Matt tells Stefan that truth is very important to Elena. Mm, so yes. she's not about to start lying to people for Stefan. She'll admit, omit, omit the truth, yeah. um, but she won't actively lie for him. So, you know, Stefan just looks like he got gut punched. He's so sad because he loves Elena because she reminds him of Catherine 1864. <laughs> Well, I mean, in Sethan's defense, he did just get shot and then dumped within, like, 30 minutes, so he's having a rough night. That's true. I guess when you put it like that, you kind of see why he's making that horrible face.
0: But Elena's also very upset. Like, it was a good decision, like, A-plus decision-making for once, Elena, but she goes inside and, like, slumps against the wall and just sobs.
1: Uh, And that's the end of
0: the episode
1: She cries for like, they show her crying for like a good 15 seconds or so So it really hits home They're also playing a really horrible song (laughs) while that's happening It's
0: very different from the end of last episode Where it was like all this momentum, everything's going crazy And we end on Elena saying, what are you? But this time it's just like this long scene of two people Just really super fucking bummed out Mm -hmm. And then credits
1: wow there's like so much to unpack in that episode Mm. i'm still kind of coming to terms with it
0: yeah it was quite the exciting romp
1: it was poor Poor vicky Vicky, i know i'm just so so sad like i can't even think of anything else the world has failed vicky donovan so hard i know the poor girl like she could have been okay like yeah she was a waitress at mystic grill while she was in high school like that's not that bad but she let her self-esteem get to her and yeah. then she got attacked by a vampire three times and that's what happens when you don't love yourself it's, yeah somebody turns you into a vampire
0: <laughs> it's a slippery slope you know <laughs> all right so let's uh move on to who you want to punch obviously not vicky
1: no we vicky i want to
0: hug uh so I think I have to say in this episode that I want to punch Logan Fell. I get yeah. he didn't do that much in this episode compared to last episode where he was using Aunt Jenna to get the watch, but he just like has such a turdy personality. Like the whole, "Oh yeah, I can go out and get this vampire by myself." And then he feels the need to like torture Stefan a little bit before he kills him Mm -hmm. and he's just such a little shit like I am not sad that he died no
1: I agree with that who you want to punch for sure yeah he just has like that smarmy look on his face while he's trying to do everything and Mm -hmm. just totally overestimating his skills yeah I agree with you Claire so, who do you want to punch? So, for me, it was also a toss-up. Um, Logan was really high up there, but ultimately, I'll have to go with Damon. Yeah. Um, just the fact that he so unceremoniously turned Vicky into a vampire, like, it, like, wasn't a hard decision for him at mm-hmm. all. Like... He had no qualms with making her feed on him in the first place and then snapping her neck while she was, like, pouring out her heart and about how difficult her life was. Um, It was a dick move. It was. It was. And I just can't stop thinking about poor Vicky. Um, But, yeah, Damon is just, like, such a sack of shit. And it's hard because we're starting to get some of the backstory, which makes you feel almost sympathetic for Damon and Stefan um, so kind of like mixed emotions coming up there too but yeah. still my anger comes through and I'd like to punch that douchebag in the face yeah
0: and he also murdered three people and set them on fire so there was that
1: yeah see like that doesn't even <laughs> register like that's how crazy this show is right like you could just forget about three people getting murdered and set, set on fire yep.
0: alright so let's uh, go on along to why are men I feel like I covered some of it in talking about Logan. And to get more in depth about that, it's like the classic white male
1: thing where he just assumes that he's going to be really good at everything. <laughs> yeah, there's like no fear or yeah. like worry that he's just actually super mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. He just thinks, like, he's God's gift, like, strutting around, doing the local news. Like, calm down. I know. Also, his outfit was really bad. Like, did you notice his, like, ill-fitting slacks? Like, that's not the outfit
0: look. And his, like, green sweater. I don't know. He just has a very punchable face. But, yeah, it's just this overconfidence and cockiness. And, you know, he gets his, which is nice. Then you have Stefan zooming around into elena's face when she does not want him there
1: i know doing the exact opposite of what would make someone comfortable in elena's situation like she literally asks him to leave her alone and he just comes on stronger and like Mm -hmm. shows up in her room and zooms in front of her when she's trying to get away from him and it's that it's that thing (laughs) where like When you tell a guy that you need some space and then he just like comes at you like twice as hard and it's just (laughs) like, oh my God, this isn't just a vampire thing. This exists in
0: the real world. But it's like times 10 because vampires always do things to the extreme. They do. So I think there's actually kind of a parallel here uh, between Stefan and Damon because you have Damon just unceremoniously deciding he's going to fuck up Vicky's life not really putting any thought into it or what the consequences are going to be. But on a smaller scale, that's exactly what Stefan did to Elena because he chose to enter her life. He somehow found out that she existed and looked exactly like Catherine 1864. And instead of just, you know, going to walk the Australian outback or something, he decides, I'm going to purposely enter her life knowing that my crazy brother is out there and is probably going to find out. I'm going to date her knowing that somehow she's going to have to find out about this. Like, he fucks up her life by entering it. Absolutely. And you think it's romantic, maybe, but it was really a shitty thing
1: to do. I agree. And the other thing about Stefan that I'm finding is that, like, I'm starting to like him in certain scenarios, but it's just because everything, every other guy in the show seems so bad that, like, when (laughs) Stefan's put in a bad situation he reacts like somewhat appropriately so what comes to mind for me is when he's kind of like comforting Vicky in the woods mm-hmm. and he's like you know like we'll get through this like I'll teach you it's all gonna be okay and I'm like oh like that's so nice of Stefan Although, but then I'm like wait a minute he didn't want her to
0: turn he no. was basically gonna talk her through her death that's true
1: oh yeah I guess I guess you could see it that way mm-hmm And it's also
0: kind of shitty because when he goes and tells Elena that he wasn't able to stop her, you realize Elena just wanted her to die too. Like, that's way harsh.
1: Yeah, that's true. I guess I, I don't know. I kind of thought that, like, Stefan might know that she would feed and then maybe, like, guide her through the process of being, like, a vegetarian vampire or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but, But in terms of, like, just him being a man and doing mad things it's like you expect the least out of them so when they like do something that's kind of nice like my heartstrings were pulled and i have yeah. to go back and think about it like actually Stefan this is all your fault because if you didn't come in and worm your way into Elena's life your stupid brother wouldn't have come back and attacked all these people Vicky wouldn't be in this situation Elena would be fine um and that's what that's what's going on and it's pissing me off yeah
0: fuck off guys Indeed. Uh, one thing I did really enjoy the most about the flashbacks is that all this time we've been hearing about Catherine 1864 and how they both loved her and she died, and you're thinking that she's another Elena, like sweet but ultimately really passive, just lets things happen to her. But then in the past, we see that Catherine is this vampire boss who is just doing whatever the fuck she wants, and it's the tables are turned on the Salvatore brothers because she has all the power and I really appreciated that
1: yeah for sure like even though it was so super sad and yeah I mean it's fucked up yeah but still you're right it was nice to see like a woman like have some agency in the show because I think this is like the first time except for Bonnie
0: yeah we had to go back to 1864 to find a boss
1: bitch but we didn't (laughs) They brought us back. Oh my god, the flashbacks are just so good. I can't get over it. And the outfits and like how bright they made the scenes because mm. everything was extremely bright in 1864. Yeah. Uh, what a treasure.
0: Good times. Alright, so I guess that's it for YRM Uh So who should have done it?
1: Uh, so for me, it was hard because I like... I don't know. It. I, I'm so upset about this episode and what happened to Vicky that like I couldn't really think about anybody getting it on but <laughs> I think that it would have been good if if Vicky and Tyler could have been together one more time before Ooh, that before is she a turned. very interesting thought. I I just feel bad because like when Vicky was talking with Damon about how she knew that like Tyler cared about her and as much as or not Tyler. No, I'm talking about Jeremy. Oh, oh my oh god. My god. I'm sorry. I was really surprised. No, no, we're, no we're six episodes We're six episodes in, and I still don't know the characters' names. I'm sorry. Uh, Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yes. Um, No, I wanted Vicky and Jeremy because I, I thought that it was, like, kind of a sweet moment, even though Jeremy fucking sucks. But when Vicky was like, Jeremy cares about me, and Tyler was just using me, and you could tell that they cared about each other and I think that now that Vicky was either about to die or become a vampire their love would be lost um so I guess that's the best I can muster up with this episode I'm not proud of it but that's the only thing I could see in this bleak world
0: yeah I am having a really hard time thinking of anybody who should have been anywhere near each other in this episode (laughs) yeah so what I'm gonna say is that I hope that since neither of them was in the episode Bonnie and Caroline are off having a little fling somewhere (laughs) during this whole situation. (laughs) That's good. Like, it would be a weird couple. Under normal normal circumstances, I wouldn't say so, but I'm hoping that they're enjoying themselves.
1: I hope so, too. Because they've had some rough times. Especially Caroline. I know. I just, I also hope, like, side note, separate than this, but that Bonnie's just hanging out with her drunk grandma, mm. like, throughout this whole yeah. day. I mean, how
0: disappointing is it after Bonnie sets a car on fire with her mind and then goes to her drunk grandma and is like, explain this shit to me, that we have to wait a whole week to find
1: out what happens with that? Like, what have they been doing this whole time? I don't know. Maybe Bonnie will come back and just be, like, strong as ever and just ready to predict some shit. Yeah and set some shit on fire (sighs) Claire this was intense this is the best episode so far and I feel like I'm very (laughs) invested now for the long haul yeah we got a lot of information in this episode and I hope
0: it's not a spoiler to say it's not the first time or the last time that we're gonna flash back to 1864
1: thank god I'm hoping that like eventually it will at least be half and half ooh and my other hope is that Catherine, eighteen sixty four, is secretly alive, mm. and has Stefan and Damon under mind control this whole time, Whoa. and that the show will end with Stefan and Damon making up, and Catherine eighteen sixty four making out <laughs> that too. <laughs> With Catherine, eighteen sixty-four, coming face to face with Elena, her great, great, great granddaughter, and then they touch hands, and the world ends. Exactly, it's like the paradox, like the end of
0: Southland Tales. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, uh, closing thoughts on the episode: very exciting, very good. Uh, There was one amazing pun that I wrote down in my notes that I forgot to make when we were talking about it, and it's really bad, but I have to share it with you now. We're ready. So in the woods, Logan chewed Stefan. You could even say that Logan felled him. Oh, hey.
1: Yes. Okay, I got that out of the way. So (laughs) what are your (laughs) closing thoughts? I just... I don't even know. I'm I'm still like trying to wrap my head around everything.
0: I feel like I asked you this last week, but I still want to know, what do you think's going to happen
1: with Vicky now? Oh. So, my prediction is that young vampires are very difficult to control. And that they're probably going to have to, like, vervain Vicky up, which she'll probably like, because she's, like, really into drugs, and it will put her <laughs> in- into, like, a painful yet sedative state. Um, vervain addict. Yes. And I think that, I think that, um... Stefan and Damon and Elena are going to have a lot of splaining to do next episode when Matt's Mm -hmm. like, where's my sister? What's happening to her? And Jeremy, not Tyler, Jeremy (laughs) is going to be worried as hell. Um, So I think that they'll have to deal with the fallout of that. But at the same time, like, who the hell knows, like, a million things could happen and go a different way in the show.
0: Very true. So the next episode is called
1: Haunted. So that's exciting. Oh, I wonder what will be haunted. Maybe they'll go back to the graveyard. Maybe the creepy crow will make another appearance. I thought I heard him in the background of Mm -hmm. one scene. Yeah, it seemed to be maybe
0: lurking around the remains of the old Salvatore house.
1: Yeah, and I hope the creepy fog comes back. Like, they laid on the f- creepy fog really heavy in, like, the mm-hmm. first couple episodes, and then they kind of scaled it back a little bit. I think
0: Damon's just not as excited about, uh, you know, the theatrics of his murders anymore.
1: Like, it's all losing its luster. Yeah, that's true. He, he was back in town after a long stint elsewhere, and he had <laughs> to make his presence known. Yeah.
0: All right, well, I guess that about does it for this week. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what happens with all these crazy kids next time, and we'll fill you in on all of their shenanigans.
1: We sure will. Have a
0: good week, everybody. Mucho